0: Hey everyone, big win tonight for your Pittsburgh Penguins, 5-2 over the Vegas Golden Knights. I have a full game recap coming up for you all right after this drop. We're going to get into Valtteri Pustin's debut and how good he looked. Another injury, of course, because it is the Pittsburgh Penguins after all, and there always are going to be injuries. Mark Freeman's really good game, Brian Rust, and a whole lot more coming up right after this drop. Your Locked On Penguins, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. you want to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes, follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. So the Penguins, they get that massive 5-2 to win over the Golden Knights tonight, a Golden Knights team that has been really struggling. As late, they lost three in a row, I believe nine of their last 13 now. This is a team that's only two points up on the Edmonton Oilers for the last playoffs. Well, one of the last playoff spots. They're third in the Pacific right now, but... It may not stay the way from, I'm going to mute the TV here because I don't need to he- hopefully have any background noise. Okay, that's all taken care of. Um, but, you know, the Penguins, overall tonight, this was a pretty solid performance. I think that's my ma- main takeaway. The second period, it wasn't all there for sure. Um, they were out pretty bad. They were out-chance pretty bad, high danger. Um, scoring, like, a- a- any scoring chance that the Knights had, it, was just, it basically tripled. Whatever the Penguins had. I'm you know, looking at at natural statute right here. Um, the, the Knights had um seven high danger chances in um that second period, um, compared to only five for the penguins. It actually was nine to nine overall at five e five. The golden knights only had one high danger chance in the third period. Um, the penguins had were really good defensively in that third period. I'm sure Mike Sullivan must have said something to them. Um in that intermission, um, but you know, of course, Mike Matheson gets us started with the scoring. Comes back tonight, and man, has he been awesome this year? Um, you know, I know there's a lot of trade rumors going around. Maybe the Penguins, you know, dealing in defenseman to Vancouver. I think that's been, you know, where the most smoke is. I'll get to maybe Ron Hextall's comments a little later on in this uh, episode if I have time. But I mean, what Matheson brings to the table, you 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 can't deal him. I mean. I know his contract is not the greatest, but he's playing at a really high level this year. This is the best hockey I think I've ever seen him play, and I'm sure you know he would agree. This is probably the best hockey he's played for his career. So why would you want to get rid of that? You know, outside of Chris Tang, he is their second best defenseman offensively, and he had a hell of a rip right there uh, to open the scoring in. You know, this is one of the biggest things here. You know, the Penguins' depth scoring has really dried up as of late. That changed in a big way tonight. And the first person, of course, to start that off was Matheson. You know, it was just a massive goal. Um, He's been awesome all year, and he continued his very stellar season with that goal. Jeff Carter, he makes it 2 nothing. It's his first goal since Nam. Uh, basically, he had, I believe, like two goals in his last 23 games. I think the number was he definitely was... You know, his production was not where it was earlier in the year, but that was a big goal for him. You know, there's a stat that I saw this morning um, from Adam Gretz, um, and it, it was pretty it, it was interesting. You know, you look at the shooting percentages overall combined of Brock McGinn, Evan Rodriguez, and Jeff Carter, and it was right around 5.7% combined for all three of those guys throughout their slums right now. It is it is crazy how unlucky that is. And you know, a bounce like that that Carter got tonight, that could be the bounce that really gets his scoring touch back. So it was really good to see him get back on the scoring board. You know, again, he just he hasn't been on there much lately. It's been a big problem for the Penguins. I mean, I touched on that, you know, in one of my last episodes, and I've been talking about that a lot this last week of how, you know, the first 30 to 35 games the depth scoring was there. And Ron Hextall said that to the media today. You know, we were one of the best teams in the league with our depth scoring since then it's dropped off. And, you know, they, they, they've surely noticed that as the trade deadline, of course is only 10 days away, but you know, it feels good at least for a night that Sidney Crosby and the usual suspects don't have to carry the load for the penguins. You know, Mark Friedman, he gets that third goal. Um, for Pittsburgh. Um, that was his first goal of the year. And, you know, he continues to impress me. You know, I'm, I'm still not all the way there yet where I would be comfortable with him in a top four role. But if one of if a bottom pairing defenseman was to go the other way in a trade, I, I would be comfortable with him stepping up in a bottom pairing role. I just, I you know, people have been trying to argue, you know, on social media and stuff and other platforms. Well, you know, what if John Molino gets traded? You know, can Mark Friedman play those minutes? I, I just, I'm not there yet though I know his sample size this year has been really freaking good. I, again, I just, I, I'm not really, I, I don't know. I, I want to see a little more from him before I can fully declare that, you know, I'm comfortable with that. But just a hell of a rip past Lauren Brassois. And, you know, he continues to be awesome on a nightly basis. He's also saved another goal. It was a really odd bounce um, off the end boards, uh, came right back in front of Tristan Jari. You, you see a lot of those, honestly, you know, every week around a lot of NHL games and, you know, ha- had Mark Friedman not clear that puck, you know, it was probably a free goal um, for Vegas there because Trishman was not um, back in the net yet. So really nice play by Friedman there. And, you know, I just, I, I continue, I, I probably said that about five times. And I, I continue to be impressed with him um, to say the least Brian Russ, you know, he's going to keep making that money. Uh, his price tag only continues to go up. This is now his third straight 20 goal season, a gorgeous goal, on the power play, you know, I thought the first Penguins power play tonight was not good. Um, the zone entries were not there. They weren't setting it up, not getting the high danger scoring chance. It's just a total mess. Um, second one, much better, had some awesome puck moving. Brassois had some nice saves. And then um, that last one was just, you know, that was bread and butter uh, for the Penguins. They were moving the puck along very well, setting up nicely. And then Brian Ross was able to finish the game off and make it 4-2 to with a little less than six minutes left. Um, To play in the game. That was the uh dagger, as some you know, some other people call it. And then, you know, Evan Rodriguez, he's able to get an empty net goal. I know, you know, it's just an empty netter, but you know, hey, maybe that's the goal that gets him going. So I I you know, I, I know I basically kind of just recapped all five goals, and you know, I don't usually do that on my episodes, but I think I just wanted to make the overall point that. You know the depth scoring was back tonight, and it was back in a big way. The Penguins didn't need to have Sidney Crosby, you know, put the team on his back. You don't need Jake Gensel to score every goal. They don't need Evgeny Malkin, you know, to produce on every goal. You know, it's great that Brian Rust obviously did, but you know they don't need him to do that every game as well. You know, same same with even Chris Letang. I thought yeah he was marvelous tonight. Um, in most in- instances, excuse me, and you know he didn't really need to have um a lot of production. Um, So just a really sound win, you know, underlying numbers-wise, before I get to the next segment, the Penguins were out-attempted. Vegas had 58% of those. Scoring chances, though, the Penguins had 52% of the scoring chances for, 50% for high danger. That was a clean split. Uh, Expected goals for, um, Vegas led the way a little bit, 51% compared to 48.6% for the Penguins. Um, If we go to um, all situations, it's it's pretty close, actually. Vegas had 52% of the shot attempts. Penguins had 58% of the scoring chances. They also had more high danger chances, uh, 60% of those, actually. And they also had 60% of the expected goals when you factor power plays in and, you know, all all that other stuff. So just, again, a really sound performance tonight. They buzzed Vegas in the first period. That was probably one of their best periods they played all year. Followed it up with a really bad of a dud second period. And then the third period, um, just a defensive clinic, I thought. I thought Tristan had to make a couple of nice saves in that period, but – Overall, the Penguins really tightened up in that third period. And, you know, it shows it on the stat sheet, the Vegas Golden Knights only had one high-danger chance score at all situations, not just five-on-five. Five. So job well done uh, by the Penguins' defensive efforts um, in that period. Uh, coming up in the next segment, we're going to get into uh, Valteri Pustin, what I liked about him. Also going to get into some Teddy Bluger praise because you can't have enough of that. And of course, you know, we're going to get into some Tristan Jari talk a little bit later on and, you know, listener takeaways before we get um, into maybe a small preview for the game against Carolina. I have not, um, the Penguins have played them twice already this year, so there probably won't need to be too much of a preview. But before I get to that, before I get to the rest of the show, this is the time of year that I've pretty much given up on all of my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right, thanks to Bill Bart. Almost like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the puffs? If you haven't, you are missing out on one of Bilt Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow, they're fluffy. They're a marshmallow they're not just a protein bar. They are a treat. Now, overall for Bilt Bars, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. And yes, those include puffs. You can go to Bilt.com and scroll down to the macros chart. You will be blown away. High protein, low calorie, high fiber, low carb. Most Bill Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs and 17 grams of protein. Remember all the flavors? There's mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. Um, overall, at Bill Bar, they are all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they do pull it off every single time. You can go to Bilt.com, use promo code LOCK 15 and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK 15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, we're back here on this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. So starting uh, this segment off, give a shout out Teddy Bluger. Um, he was magnificent tonight. There was um, a late power play in the third period. Penguins are three, two. Mark Friedman uh, had just scored about a few minutes prior. Um, this was the first one, um, first of back-to-back penalties um, that Pittsburgh took. And you know, very um unorthodox because the penguins are obviously the least disciplined, the least penalized team, excuse me, in the league. And, you know, Vegas is, you know, they're, they're setting up, but you know, the penguins are keeping them to the outside. A lot of that was because of Teddy Blueger, and you watched his work along the boards just winning puck battles, forechecking the, the the Golden Knights, you know, puck carriers ferociously, especially Jack Eichel. I mean, Eichel was having, you know, uh, uh, I think it was he had it was a handful for him to go against Bluger. And then Teddy's able to come down on a two-on-one, shoot it, and then it almost goes in off of, of, off of a bounce. Um, I've noted how it stayed out. But it's just, it's plays like that, that just showed to me, and I think a lot of uh, you all too, just how good Teddy Bluger is. And that's what the Penguins were missing when he was out. At, at the end of the day, th- that's how good he is. And you know, it's it, it's it, the PK for as good as it is, it is a night and day difference um, when Blueger is on the ice versus when he's off the ice. And I, I thought just that that play really stood out to me tonight um overall i'm gonna change my webcam up here to make sure nope there we go that's the one i was using for those that are on youtube i had like the wrong light on my ring light so this 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 looks okay much better anyways um just wanted to shout him out there um he was also playing really well with brock McGinn and zach aston reese tonight um could have had a couple of goals um honestly but he is just a the perfect you know 200 foot player um and i just i i loved watching him you know, on the PK there. And then in the second PK, you know, Vegas couldn't get anything going. Um, the Penguins' penalty killers were just absolutely torching them to every loose puck, and Vegas couldn't even get set up in the Penguins zone. That, that's how good it was. Um, now, to the young kid, Valtteri Pustinian, um just a really nice debut. If I can find a tweet here um, overall, um, he, he looked pretty good tonight. So he had um, 10 minutes and 13 seconds. He was on the ice for three shot attempts, for one shot on goal, two scoring chances. Um, now, overall, he was on the ice for two goals for, no goals against. So, a little nice plus-minus, shout-out, plus two in his first game. Six shot attempts for, seven and attempts against, but 71% of the expected goal share. That comes courtesy of natural stat trick. I saw it first via Danny Shirey. Shout-out to him. I'm going to hopefully have him on the podcast soon. Really nice debut for uh, our Valtteri Pustinian. Um, numbers aside, at least um, he he had a couple really nice looks tonight. Um, I thought, you know, on those looks, he was going to have his first NHL goal. It would have been a total Mark Donk effect as a lot of the uh, national hockey media and a lot of the other fans like to say for some other teams. Um, Mike Sullivan, Mike Sullivan, excuse me, was even putting him on the second power play unit. Definitely was a little surprised there. I thought he would kind of maybe wait to do that just because the Penguins have a lot of options to put on that second powerful unit. But you know, Sullivan's like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to put him on there, see what he does. And he did not look out of place at all. Also had his first NHL point tonight. Um, He had an assist on Jeff Carter's goal. Um, I believe it was the secondary assist. And if I'm not mistaken. So just a really good performance. Actually, I am going to double check that stat. I don't want to be like, oh, well, I believe it is. I'm going to make sure um, that he had it. Yeah. Second assist, Brock McGinn was the one that had the breakaway, of course like I'm a complete moron and almost forgot that. And then Pustin was actually the one that flipped it from the Penguins defensive zone to the offensive zone to spring begin He's able to shoot on net. And then Carter is able to bury um, the rebound. So shout out to Pustin first NHL point did not look out of place. I want to see more of this kid. Um, I I thought this was a really nice debut. Um, Was also winning some puck battles for checking really well. Again, getting some good chances playing fine defensively. Um, Again, he had some nice ice time as well. So, um, I'm sure he's going to be in the lineup on Sunday. You know, um, I'll get to Brock McGinn's injury update here in just a second, um, but especially with that news, um, I think he's going to be in the lineup here. Moving forward a little bit, I'm not sure when Kasper Kaplan is going to come back into the lineup. Um, you know, I just, you know, who knows? I think I'm um, at this point, you know, I'm I'm going back and forth. My Virginia Tech Hokies are playing the North Carolina Tar Heels right now, and VT really needs um, this win. So again, great debut um, from Houston tonight. Also shout out Tristan Jari. Um, I did see a couple, a little bit of hate from him on social media. Well, I shouldn't say hate um, just that, you know, maybe he's off his game a little bit still. Um, in my opinion, at least those two goals that Vegas scored, I'm not really going to blame Tristan that much. Um, the first one, I didn't really like the Penguins defensive effort there. <laughs> um, don't know what Marcus Pedersen was doing on the ice it was kind of just flopping around like a fish. Um, Cindy Crosby didn't really help matters by just standing next to Tristan and not really letting him see the puck. Um, And then the second one, maybe he was a little too deep in the net there. He wasn't as aggressive, but I'm not really going to pin hit that too much on him. And Robert Jantech's up 12 right now as I look over. So um, I'm not, again, I I think it's totally fine. Um, At least in my opinion, he was able to really shut the door after that. that. That's, I think one of the most important things at least for me, was that he was able to stop some really nice chances for the rest of the second period. Remember, Jonathan Marchessault had a breakaway. Jari had a really nice save, a couple big saves in the third period. When, you know, when he was when he needed to be called upon, he slammed the door and showed again why he has been one of the best goaltenders in hockey this year. So shout out to him, um, especially. Uh and now the injury update before we get to our commercial break, Brock McGinn was seen with a cast on his right arm. Um, and oh my god, Virginia Tech up 15. Right now I'm getting so giddy just uh, to talk about both of my teams uh, right now. I'm just, I'm, I'm so excited. Um, but again, cast on his right arm. Um, per a couple of the Penguins media people, it looked like he blocked a shot. I didn't get a good look at it. I couldn't go back and find it, but it sounds like he blocked a shot on his right arm. And then when the Penguins were doing the, you know, the, the warrior helmet or whatever it is after the game, he was seen on a cast. Mike Sullivan said that he is weak to weak with that injury. I would assume it's maybe a sprained wrist, broken wrist, something like that. Um, he's probably going to be out for at least a few weeks, if not a month. Um, I I don't know the full injury diagnosis, but when someone has a cast on that part of their hand or in wrist, y- usually it's, you know, f- three to four weeks, you know, ho- hopefully it's not longer, but you know, as always, it's, it's a soul for a soul with the Penguins. It's just that that's just how it is um, at this point. But coming up in the next segment, we're going to get to your listener takeaways and maybe get to some of Ron Hextall's comments today. Before I get to that, though, it's that time of year again as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all of your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season, and it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. That is BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, welcome back to this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. You're going to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at underscore penguins. So getting to a couple of the listener takeaways tonight, Alan Teoder says that was one of the top three crowds all season. Shout out to you for being there, Alan. Glad you obviously have season tickets. Hopefully um, I'll be able to come up there for a game and meet you and you know, all the other fans of the show that hopefully come to the game as well. You said it was a different kind of energy in the building. Matheson Carter, Freeman Rodriguez, um, good start on the depth scoring pens need more Friday night home games. That was fun. Yeah. You know, they, they don't really have a lot of Friday night home games, you know, this year, but you know, moving forward, I, I think they have a, a decent amount of Friday games on the schedule. Um, well, actually they there's you know, I, I think I, I got some recency bias because they played Carolina last Friday. Um, they have the Rangers in a couple weeks. Then they don't play Friday night until April 29th. That's the last game of the regular season. But they have a lot of Saturday night games coming up. So I almost made myself to be a complete idiot um there. But yeah, moving forward, Alan, I do agree. Maybe they, there could be some more Friday night home games. Um, next season, but agree. You know, big start on the depth scoring. That's exactly what they need, um, and hopefully, it can carry over to Sunday's massive matchup against Carolina. And yes, I agree. Four one two seven two four pit. Yeah, Pustinan looked pretty good. Um, you know, I just I really enjoyed his performance tonight. Um, now back to so Ron Hextall spoke to the media this morning, and you know he has the typical GM quote. You know, I, I like our team. I know our depth scoring is not where we used to be. Um, do I have to make a deal? No, um, but if I if we were looking at needs for a team, I could say we could add a little bit more up front. Am I going to be pressured to make a deal? No, but obviously it's something that I'm going to be looking at if something along comes that looks right. Uh, we're going to do it. And for some reason, that got people mad. Um, th- th- this is not Jim Rutherford here, people. <laughs> I'll say that right here, right for you all. This is not Mr. J- Jimmy Rutherford who is going to come out and say what he's going to do. And then go do it. Ron Hextall is going to play things very close to the vest. That's how he's always been. You know, at the end of the day, that's how it is. We're going to have to see what happens here. I know there's been a lot of smoke with rumors about the Vancouver Canucks. I get it. But there's still 10 days. You know, maybe Hextall's looking at another option that we just haven't circled yet. Or heck, uh, heck, that I haven't even talked about on the show. So I have no problem honestly with what Ron Hextall said to the media today. You know, just basic GM speak 10 days before the deadline he's looking to add. Um he would like to, but you know, he's not going to be pressured to do anything. Freeman went on the Jeff Merrick show. They both think that they're the penguins are going to take a swing. And they both think that um, if the Penguins are going to do a deal, it's going to be a hockey deal. There's, it's not going to be for a lot of futures because they don't think the Penguins want to give up a lot of those. So that will be interesting. I would probably agree with that, but you know, I'm not really sure which defenseman um, they would move um, at this point. Um, to Close things up for you all. I have a stat. So the Penguins are six games into this nine game stretch against some of the best teams in the league. They are four in one and one have nine out of a possible 12 points. And they have a point in at least five of those six games. Calls for a round of applause. If I do say so myself, this team is a contender. They are elite. They are that good. I they're, Again, they're probably not up there with Colorado, Carolina, Florida. They're in that tier below, which is totally fine. But this team is really good, and they are proving it by beating some of the best teams in the league. They're back in action on Sunday. Carolina comes to town. It's going to be, um, I'm pretty sure, a pretty raucous crowd. Um and, you know, we'll have, to, we'll have to see if the Penguins can avoid being swept by the Hurricanes this year. So I think I hit everything that I wanted to hit on this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. Um, just a really big win tonight. You know, it looked like a nice crowd. Tristan Jari was great. Pustin looked really good. Uh, Chris Letang had a much better performance than he did um, on Tuesday against Florida. Um, defensively, the, it was a clinic in the third period. The depth scoring was back in a big way. And, you know, I'll be curious to see if it carries over to Sunday against the Carolina Hurricanes. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. Remember, follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show, Twitter, LO, and Penguins. And I'll be back with you all on Monday for a fresh new episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. Have a amazing weekend.